0: both my co-hosts just for the record are yawning like open mouthed flies flying in and i am so excited to continue on talking because they are in in, just enthralled with what i'm saying so i'm sure the listeners there are as well i suggest a new strategy welcome to star wars rand podcast episode number 35 I'm your temporary host this week, Chad Viss, joining me from the great state of Indiana, both the Bryans, B-Nob and Brian with a Y. How's it going, guys? And, greets.
1: I said yes. I was going to say greets. Now I have nothing to say <laughs> except for hello.
2: Spoke up too late. Spoke up too I, late. I was, hoping, I was hoping that we'd say it in, in, Tandem. Uh, in, in unison, but... uh but Brian always just tries to steal the show. That's why he's usually hosting the show because he wants all the attention. Well, I did.
1: It was my idea to start the podcast this I mean, week. But.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's true. Brian can take all the credit, <laughs> but he wants none of the blame.
0: All the credit? Let's, I just
1: don't
2: care. Brian, all the credit. I just don't, Brian, I just don't care said. about the blame. If, if this, for, for you listeners, if, if this thing ever goes <laughs> viral. Brian will take all the credit, but if you don't hear us from us it's again, it's not viral. I
1: thought that, it was man. viral. It'll
2: be all on me and
0: Chad. We have, <laughs> we're already viral. We have tens like of listeners. Bad rash. Tens of them. Well, here we are. I'm hosting this week for reasons that uh, you will never know, but we're gonna try something a little different. We've got a lot of cool things I think still to talk about this week. Uh, we got some rebels talk. We got some video game stuff. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm Hmm? Hayden Christensen? Mm. Hmm. Some Episode 8 talk, and then some comics Ah. and book talk. It's going to be a good show. It's good that you downloaded this and are listening right now, I promise. Let's start off with Rebels. The season finale, the one-hour special, was this last Saturday. Um, uh, almost a week ago from the time of this recording, so I don't remember much about it. How about you guys? What'd you think?
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, this is yeah. good. No, it this was very. Uh, I was talking with another uh, friend. Um, I have a couple of those, and um, this one was a Star Wars fan as oh, well. Lies. And uh, he said it was very Star Wars esque, and uh, as far as like the battle and so on and so forth, which I couldn't agree. Uh, more so, I mean, it was great to see the battle. Did feel very much like uh, like Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, I didn't. It was interesting that they brought in the Bendu again. We got to see him, and uh, got to, yeah, yeah got row to row see uh, what happens when you make a Bendu angry, and um, you know, Thrawn showed kind of, you know, how. Uh, you know how ruthless he can be as far as you know his uh tactical skills and um it was cool to see the death troopers did you guys catch that little rogue one nod um oh it was a it was a great episode um got to see somebody die general soto remember crashed his he crashed his ship a week ago the the other ship (laughs) it in right. half
0: crash a ship yeah. into a ship that happens a lot in Star Wars lately series, so. anyway it's the best way to go um,
1: no but I, I think it was good I think it uh, you know sets up um, sets up a good season 4
2: do you know uh, great episode thought it was good Um, was kind of hoping that they no, killed Theron off really Yeah, I just I'm kind of done with him (laughs) on another villain for the next season. Terrible. But uh, overall, I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a great season finale um, compared to I think last season, season two finale um, is probably my favorite season finale of Rebels out of all of them Um, just because I just love to Um, dynamic with everything with Vader going on and and all that. But I thought it was a great um, new entry to the season finale. I thought that it was in in the sense of I felt like uh, the battle in the final battle in season two was more of a one-on-one battle. Was a lot of lightsaber dueling, fighting the Inquisitors, all that. And I felt like this was more of a grand space battle. Because usually, in, especially in the Star Wars prequels, you got three battles going on. Uh, usually, that's the cliche in every Star Wars movie. You always have the <clears throat> kind of the space battle, you have the lightsaber battle, and then you have kind of like the side battle. You know, episode one, you have the Duel of Fates, you have Anakin in space, and then you got the Gungan. And you really had the whole thing with Amidala at the same time. So you had kind of like four things going on. Attack of the Clones, you have the Dooku thing, the Battle of Geonosis. Going on. You can do this
0: to all of them? Yeah, I am actually. Okay. No,
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing with you. But anyway. No, oh, yeah. It's, I the, uh, You know, and then this one has, you know, it's. Uh, you know, this one has its battle. Um, you know, just a really big space battle. Very Rogue One esque.
1: Rogue One esque? Wait, back a lot up. Rogue with esque.
2: Yeah, they have like the big space battle at the end. Yeah, nothing was really like Jedi oriented. It wasn't like there was like lightsaber duels. Yeah, so it's just different.
1: Uh, I saw Ezra on top of a ship, in a fishbowl, helmet, with his lightsaber out.
2: Okay, but there was no light. There was no like big no, va- lightsaber. Just, it's trailer. just kind of
1: weird to hear somebody say "Rogue One." Ask. I feel like it's a little too soon for that.
0: I agree. I feel like that battle, the way they set it up, definitely felt similar to the way Rogue One felt above Scarif. Yeah, like I, I, feel like they were trying to make that connection. I mean, right. Death. You even said Death Troopers and and just the way the whole battle was set up, even above the planet as dusty and kind of sandy as that one was. Watching it, I'm like, oh, this definitely feels. Very similar to what Rogue One was. That's right. What I it, it was.
2: It was more. It was more not Jedi versus Sith, and more
0: rebellion versus rebels Empire. versus
2: Empire. Right. Yeah. So I thought that that was a good good way to treat it, Go, especially going to season four. You know, I think that we're going to see a lot more of these battles, a lot with Callus, um, with uh, you, you know, seeing a lot of him with Thrawn and everything. I felt like he got caught in his like
0: outhouse. Right. He's out in his Sometimes. outhouse, and Thrawn's like, I found you!
2: Oftentimes with these episodes, I feel like they focus on the character that... I, I feel like there's other characters I must rather be focusing on for some weird reason. I like mm. Ezra a lot, and I felt like in the last episode, I was like, no, get away from Ezra, I want, I want, I want more <laughs> Obi-Wan. And then this episode was like, no, I don't want... I was surprised Kalis, I want Ezra. they kept
1: Callus alive. I thought they would kill him off.
2: Yeah, I was kinda of waiting for that. I was waiting so, for that
1: too. I mean it'd kinda of be interesting to see what but he overall does. It was then, a good episode. In the next season.
0: Well he's he's they saved him. They picked him up so he's with them. Harrow, they they picked him up out of the escape pod, so he'll be wherever the rebellion is. Callus is now part of so, it. So um,
1: did you guys watch Rebels Recon at all for that? So no, they um, they took not. a lot of the uh, space Battles from Star Wars, you know, um, the other films, and actually cgi CGI'd some of those explosions into that episode. So, yeah, so that's kind of really, cool. Well, that's um, cool. And, um, well, Chad, what did, you, I mean, did did you have anything to say about the episode? I know you said you don't remember most of it, but did some of that jog your memory?
0: uh, uh yeah, I was kind of kidding. It was it the main thing I thought it. For some reason, my first year watching the first half of it, it felt like it was shot differently, like better. Like the animation or the way it was done just seemed crisper and more... I don't know. It stood out to me more. I'm sure it's exactly the same as all the other ones, but for some reason it stood out to me. Um, but the space battle definitely felt like Rogue One. That's one of the f- main things I felt and took away from that episode is it feels very tied to... Now Rogue One, and it seemed like they did that intentionally. Um, the Bendu thing was cool. Having uh, Kanan go out there and, and say, you know, don't let us... Basically, it was, it was like from The Hobbit, or from Lord of the Rings. He was going to the Ents to try to get them to fight in his side, and he wouldn't do it. Um, he got real angry when the Emperor, Emperor, Empire came, turned into a giant storm cloud, and started electrocuting everyone, good guys and bad guys. Because he's gray and in the middle, um, and then when Thrawn shot him out of the sky, and then basically was going to like he was like what what manner of creature are you, and he was ready to execute him when he shot what would have been like right between his mm-hmm. eyes. He just disappeared and was gone. So that was cool, uh, and an interesting part of it. But uh, it was fun to see Thrawn kind of spring his trap, and see the tactician and the the mastermind that he has. And the confidence that he has, um, just kind of see everything fall into piece, all, all into play where he wanted them to be until the one guy wants his glory and didn't follow instructions and basically ruined everything um, by trying to get the kill. So, and to think that he may have won and they may not have escaped, had this one, you know, like B said numerous times, the, you know, the gray suited. Empire higher-ups all fighting after each other to get the glory and the, the attention um, was this, their undoing there. So yeah. I liked it. It was fun. I well, yeah, need to we go back and watch it again. You know,
1: we got to see Sabine again. Um, and there, there we learned that they're in the midst of a civil war. But um, she was able to break away with and uh, bring a couple Mandalorians with her, which helped uh, helped everybody out. It's cool to see... And I mentioned this last week. It's cool to see Ezra flying around in Darth Maul's ship. Um, uh, That's kind of cool. And then... um, But what do you guys make of when the Bendu tells Thrawn, you know, basically that he sees his death? They'll
0: they'll probably kill him next... In season four at some point because he obviously doesn't make it he says, any uh,
1: he says I that. I see you I can't remember the exact words but something about you know in a cold embrace and with many arms around you
0: does it get thrown out the airlock
1: so you know in the in the legends version of Thrawn he is betrayed by was it his bodyguard I think or his like right hand man um okay so I don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see how they kill him off they you would assume they have to kill him off Because he's too big of a character not to have shown up anywhere else, you know, after that
0: point. He is mentioned in the Aftermath book, um, not by name, but they insinuate to him.
1: Um, Cool. So,
0: unless,
2: you know, the only other theory on on Thrawn, unless they kill him. Would be if they really dwell into this unknown regions thing, and Thrawn escapes and goes out into the un- unknown regions, and then we see him reemerge later on.
0: That could be sure.
2: That that's where his absence was during the uh, original tri- uh, original trilogy.
1: Um, what was I gonna say? The um, you guys were talking about the whole Rogue One deal. Dave Fioni said that um, you're now that Rogue One's obviously been out and everything, you're gonna see. Just like we saw the Death Troopers, you're going to see more tie ins to Rogue One, um, more things from that. So I would imagine you'll start to see some of, the, like, you'll probably see the Tie Striker, um, you know, some things like that. Maybe some of the, you're going to see Saul Guerrera again, he said. Um, you're going to see how the relationship between Saul and Mamothama breaks down. Um, so we'll get to see that. Um, he said there's going to be some new faces, and he said old faces. Um, but obviously didn't go into detail. I would assume hopefully they answer the question about Ahsoka, um, you know, what's going on with her. And then I, I would imagine we'd see Vader at least one last time.
0: Did you see the picture for the season four that had, it was like on a planet and it had all the Mandalorian helmets and like yep. smoke rising in the background, like a yep. fire and giant I would imagine it that would be that
1: Civil War. Um, mm-hmm
0: yeah so did i mean we have down here can you pick out a favorite episode from this past season i mean the more recent ones obviously are freshest in our memory but can you remember the last rest of the season what your favorite episode may have been still
1: the through imperial eyes where it started out with seeing through gallus um you know his uh, first-person view, and then just that—just that entire episode, kind of like mm-hmm. a, a spy episode. You know, um, I enjoyed that mm-hmm. one. Uh, aside from, you know, I think Zero Hour was yeah. obviously great as well, and Twin Sons was good, but um, sure. I still wish I had seen a little more between Obi-Wan and Maul. But um, overall, I'd say for me, Through Imperial Eyes was a great episode.
0: You know.
2: Uh, I really like the Ezra and Maul arc, so I kind of feel like it was a little unfulfilled. But all the episodes, I guess I was anticipating that story arc so much that I felt that I was kind of rushing through or would get frustrated through other story arcs kind of wanting to get to that one this season. And I know they kind of bookend that kind of story arc within within the whole season. But I guess I, I like the uh, Holocrons of Fate. All the way at the beginning yeah, of the season. And then I really like Twin Suns. Twin Suns was probably it for me. I don't know. I went on and on about it last podcast. So if you listeners had want to hear me rant <laughs> about Twin Suns, you can go listen to episode 34. But yeah, I just felt like that was just a real powerful episode. And I just thought it was yep. done really well. And as a Star Wars fan, that was just a really good episode for me. And what i'm interested in in star wars so
0: yeah anytime you get the holocrons involved i th- those are cool because they're mysterious and ancient i agree i like that episode a lot of well as well and the, this one probably the the season finale was my favorite just the whole giant battle and thrawn kind of getting his day in the sun um i like him i never really got into the books back in the day um the original thrawn trilogy where he was introduced and such but i i am looking forward to the book that comes out here in april um the new throne book i will read that and give you guys updates on it since you don't read words in pages um but i really like seeing him kind of have his day in the sun and and had it not been for the one guy probably won the day so that's very cool what uh what what do you think season four and brian you kind of touched on it already a little bit with what uh, dave Filoni said but what is something that you guys are predicting will happen? We, I, we're assuming this is probably the last last season. Um, so I would assume that this will bring us up real close, if not right, to Rogue One, around, right around that area. Um, probably, as we mentioned already, take care of Thrawn, kill him off. Um, we have to find out what happens to Kanan and Ezra, Sabine. Um, you know, the people that we don't hear here mentioned after that. What uh what do you guys predict for season four?
1: I think uh Kanan dies somehow. I'm not sure how yet. Um and I don't know, I don't know if Ezra lives or not. We know um Hera lives. <coughs> we know Chopper lives. hmm But Chopper um, we don't know about Zeb yep. the ghost bean. Um no. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to to expect, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think Ezra's going to turn to the dark side like everyone was hoping because Maul's gone now, so, you know, who who would pull him from the dark side um, or to the dark side?
2: Uh, <coughs> no, Vader
1: For what? Could. Nah.
2: Secret Apprentice. Secret Apprentice. Nah. Come on. That's what I don't think it's going to
1: happen. Um, well, I, you, I, I don't really... Yeah, you know, I'm okay either way. Uh-huh. I just, I just don't think Might it's going to happen easy. now. Um, but we will see. I believe we will see the X-wing, um, we've, which we have not seen on Rebels yet. I think that'll be making an appearance. Hmm. Um, so we got that going for us.
0: That's all. That's all I How got. How about you, Beinab? What do you looking? What do you think will happen? Okay, here's oh a
2: couple things. Number one, I feel. That the rebel creative team is a little too scared to kill off any of the ghost crew members, which I feel like they should have by now after three seasons, knowing that none. Of these I'm kind of
0: surprised won. no one, no one died, no one major right. died.
2: Right. Another thing was, uh, I really thought Canaan was going to bite the dust this season finale. Because of the reason that he he brought that thing that he said to Ezra during the episode about how he's hitting kind of roadblocks and training Ezra because he was stunted in his Jedi training. Mm. And now, you know, he feels like he's hit a roadblock and there's nothing more that he can really teach him. And I thought that'd be kind of a good way for Ezra, to, uh, for Kanan to go to kind of, he did his duty of training somebody as far as he got um before he bites the dust. But I think it'll be interesting to see this next season now that it's not you know, you don't really see Ezra and Kanan as master and apprentice, but more at the same level. And um and seeing how that relationship kind of changes going into next season. Ezra's not a little kid anymore and that, that season this season pretty much proved that, that he's a real right. leader in the rebellion. Yeah. Um obviously you're going to have more Thrawn stuff. I I think that you'll they'll introduce some more characters from Rogue One. Uh you might get Cassian Andor, I think at some point um next season if if it leads hmm. up. I think that you're going to get a lot of Bail Organa and 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 a lot of now now with the events that happened in recent days with the passing of Carrie Fisher, I feel like they're going to incorporate Leia a lot into the end end portions of Rebels as a strong force to reckon with in the rebellion that'd be cool as a nod to her so
0: yeah that'd be a good way to do it
2: so that's a good that's a good way a good nod to her i think and and that's a character that everybody knows and
0: loves but um yeah. so yeah. do we know when it, when it's coming back is it september do we mm-hmm. know for sure have we heard i heard, say?
2: But I'm sure that we'll have we'll have official dates and everything come celebration in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they may have said uh, September sounds probably about right. So, uh, yeah, so we got the summer to get uh, the spring and summer to have no Star Wars TV show. So you just go back and watch season three of Rebels again. That's your homework, um, so that you know in and out what's going on in the Star Wars universe leading up to that. Um. Uh, so we have we talked about Star Wars Celebration was mentioned a little bit. That's coming up here in just a couple weeks um, from the time of this recording. And a lot of things are going to be happening there, no doubt. I'm sure we'll have a bunch to talk about and speculate about and hopefully a trailer to discuss. Um, we do know some things that are going to be there. Um, and we're going to talk about a few of those here right away. First thing is Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is the sequel to the Star Wars Battlefront. One game that came out a couple years ago. Um, The first one is an online multiplayer game only, where you're either on the Rebels or the Empire. It happens in the original trilogy um, and also some Rogue One stuff. Uh, You can play as Chewbacca and Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, as well as just regular stormtroopers or Rebel soldiers. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is supposed to have an actual story campaign that you can play through a single player. Um, and give you some actual story beats in the game, not just multiplayer only. It will have multiplayer still, but people really wanted that in the first one, and they are changing it and adding it to the second. This second game will take place in the newer trilogy, um, Episode 7 and beyond. Um, I do believe they said they're going to take some original trilogy stuff in there as well, uh, but Episode 7 and 8 will be included, um, and I'm sure other additional items as also included into that game so that's exciting if you're a video gamer and like to play star wars games which the biggest thing i think about the first one is it sounded and felt like star wars it felt like you're in the movie playing that game yeah i just hope i hope the
1: story mode i hope it's uh i hope it's good you know and i hope it's not like super short um sure and i hope it on the flip side of that, I hope it doesn't sacrifice um, anything from the multiplayer, you know, um, aspect of as well. And didn't I? I don't know if you know this, but I heard you you would be able to kind of like the old X, uh, kind of like the old Battlefront, um, you know, from the original Xbox. I think it was. You could. You'll be <clears throat> able to get into a ship and fly. From.
0: I don't think, I know people uh, want that. I don't know if that's been confirmed. They really haven't told us even, anything. I would even be able to fly um, from the planet
1: th- up into space.
0: That sounds like wishes I heard and it. hopes. I heard it somewhere. As far as I'm concerned, EA has not conf- mm. said that. I mean, I could have missed it. It is possible. Not that, likely, that would be but cool. possible that I could have missed that. Brian wow. just dreamed about this. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, that would be great. People mentioned that in, in the first one, too, is that they missed that because you basically just warped or spawned into a flying vehicle um, and then actually take off or climb in uh, like they used to do. But um, they are going to show a trailer, a game pay, gameplay trailer at Celebration for the first time, so we'll see the game in action um, and assumedly probably have a release date as well, which probably be in October, be my guess, October-November time frame, so... Either way, I'm sure I think hopefully it's a, they take I just in.
2: think it's exciting introducing uh, new trilogy characters into a video game which they haven't really done before. I think that's yeah. the really most exciting part about it. Playing as Kylo Ren, yeah. with the cross-guard lightsaber, playing as Ray. playing as Poe Dameron in the ship. Yeah, it's you should get a hood. you
0: should get a PlayStation, be Nob. or an yeah, Xbox, either one. Yeah, this may this may push this me over. Won't the let edge. Yeah, yeah. all right well continuing on with some rumors uh not necessarily having to do a celebration uh but we've talked about in the past and how we would like and also ewan mcgregor would like to act again and be the role of obi-wan um and maybe have a movie and he'd be open for that um speaking of which today is ewan mcgregor's birthday so happy birthday to you and mcgregor from the star wars happy birthday um, so there's a <laughs> there's a rumor out there that there will be a Obi Wan Kenobi standalone film. Um, according to Star Wars Newsnet, they say Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of Lucasfilm fully intend to make a Obi Wan movie set between Revenge of the Sith and a new Ho- and a New Hope with Ewan McGregor in tow. So this is rumor, nothing confirmed by Disney, but they are saying Star Wars Newsnet is saying that they that is one of the unannounced. Standalone films, which would put us probably, man, twenty twenty maybe, mm. when this one would come out. Um, so they're saying that this is something that that most likely will happen, and they're also saying that Rogue One director Gareth Edwards is at the top of the list to. I just direct. I just don't
1: know what story they could Kay. tell.
2: I'm 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 gonna go on on a whim here, Brian. Before I answer your question, say they will announce this Obi wan movie. At Celebration this year. I'm going to go that far and say that. That'd be cool. So you're saying, well, Brian, mean, you don't know so what story on, they would tell between A New
1: uh, Hope? Well, no, it's so isn't it between Revenge of the, of the Sith and A New Hope? Yeah. So he's right, right. He's on Tatooine and he's watching over Luke. Now I know in the comics, uh-huh. you know, there's some little storylines that happen in between that time, but. You know, it's not like he could leave the planet. How can you leave the planet if you're supposed to watch Luke? Why? Watch Why Luke. can he not leave the planet? He leave the planet?
0: He, does he watch Luke every day? Every uh, every day of the year? He's, he he, he watches him. I bet you could. I bet you could have him leave the planet for a short amount of time, and come back. Especially when he's a a, a baby, an infant. It's not like he dropped dropped him off with. Uncle, uncle and aunt and then just was like all right i'll be in my cave for the next 30 years you know for the I next 19 years I, you know i just don't know and what the, never uh, leaves i don't know what area. the
1: storyline would be you know what i mean
0: well maybe all the things that he had to protect luke from that we don't know of like that cough. no one knew of like darth, darth maul that came to find he's protecting someone and he had to take care of him. And any any other huts. I mean, that Mm that that planet is controlled by crime organization. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of interesting things they could tell, because we don't know. I mean, Tatooine's a very boring, dry. No one wants to live their planet, but that doesn't mean they can't create interesting stories about Obi Wan. Continuing on, even maybe we talk about his training and how I mean, to how come talk we're not to getting Yoda. Lowbot
1: movie and learn you know, how to movie? talk to Qui Gon. A little more low bot Just kidding. That's wrong. With you? <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. Does I'm okay with it. Sense. I just, you know, I don't
0: know.
2: Okay, here here's my couple thoughts about it. Here we go. Okay.
0: About the story premise. It.
2: About it in general. Okay. Okay. Life. Let me just tell you this, and this is and this is a. <laughs> And this is a you got to look at the at the at the signs in the, in the movie industry, okay, okay. uh huh. Every every time an actor becomes popular and he has a lot of things coming out, usually random projects with them suddenly come out of nowhere, okay. For example, right now, where's Jude McGoogar at? Okay, number one, he just he just came off he just came off the ropes of. Uh, a big smash hit with this Beauty and the Beast movie okay that's number one number two he's suddenly making a sequel to one of his cult classic movies that drug movie transporting or whatever it's transponding whatever it's called transponding or something that he made like 20 years ago yeah now suddenly they're making a sequel okay he's in Fargo season 3 which is you know people you know movie blogs across the board try to rant and rave about the show I've never seen it but he's in there He's he he's a hot item at the moment. Okay. Yeah. You're and he he's got a lot of stuff coming out, which proves one or two things. Number 1, he couldn't have made an Obi-Wan standalone movie right off the gate because he was so busy making this other stuff. Number 2, he's everywhere I turn, I'm seeing something with Ewan McGregor, which I haven't seen a lot of this much activity with him in a, in a couple of years, probably since the prequels were out. So it's not like he's, like, they're, they're dusting him off out of a closet. The guy's been busy for the last couple months with new stuff coming out. So it's a perfect opportunity to say, hey, you know, you've been seeing in McGuagher. Hey, we're coming out of the movie with him, a new Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Plus, on top of that, they just showed Obi-Wan Kenobi at the season, uh, season three of Rebels to kind of stir people's, you know, stir people's excitement about Obi-Wan again. And then you're slapping with Celebration and as soon as all that's over now you're suddenly hearing rumors oh now we want to make an obi-wan movie which they were just blowing that off a couple months ago yeah so all the signs point to if they're gonna they're gonna announce some more standalone movies they talked about having a game plan for the next 15 years right Yep. Yep. you know it's been it would make sense a, right it's, it's it's due time it
0: would and, make sense and it would be cool i i yeah, mean they've made good movies so right
2: exactly and Brian, there's so much character development from when we leave Obi-Wan in Episode 3 being this kind of tool of the Jedi Order to where he is when we see him in Rebels. Yeah. And that's like it he's had like an enlightenment. And I feel like they can't do that storyline of him having this enlightenment in the Force until they dwell more into the origins of the Force and the origins of the Jedi in this new way of thinking that they're going to reveal in Episode 8. Episode eight is going to open the ball game up, in my opinion, of all this new Jedi lore, and they can't delve into it. Obi Wan has been enlightened, and you could definitely see that. And
0: that would be cool if they if they take that that avenue to where now maybe you spend time where he doesn't physically leave the planet, but he spends a lot of time getting to know the Force, and we can see another side of. The Force itself, and him studying and delving deep into that, because he's either in the comic or one of the books that talked about him almost going to another place in his mind as he meditated, trying to learn how to talk to Qui Gon and things like that. So that'd be an interesting take on it. It'd be a cool, cool way to go. But speaking of people that have been out of the limelight for a while, um, since the prequels, if you will, Benob's favorite actor, heartthrob, <laughs> cra- man crush. Hayden Christensen is, I don't know why I I slowed down at that last syllable, um, is also going to be at Celebration this year. This will be the first time that Hayden has been at Celebration since 2002. Um, They're claiming that, and I'm saying claiming in quotation marks, that uh, he's there to celebrate the 40th year, 40 years of Star Wars. Um, He's going to be on a panel with Mark Hamill, Ian McDermott, Peter Mayhew, Billy Dee, among other, you know, original Star Wars cast members, um, to celebrate 40 years of Star Wars. Now, this—I mean, the first time in 15 years that he's been at a at a panel or been at a celebration, kind of a big deal. Do you think this is this is indicating that he is going to be in some kind of production with dealing with Star Wars, or is it just simply he's just there as a as an ex crew member?
1: I, I think he's just there. I don't uh I think if he was gonna be in it they wouldn't bring him out on a panel. You know. My my opinion. Sure. I mean obviously if he's in if he's in episode eight, it's as a force ghost, you know, or a flashback scene of some sort. Flashback,
0: um, sure. Or he could be in the Han Solo movie. He could be in the Han Solo movie. Darth Vader existed then. Yeah, I mean
2: Wait, wasn't he in Rogue One? <laughs> Didn't he was in Rogue One.
0: Well Hayden wasn't may not in have Rogue been One. I mean it could have been him. Hayden wasn't. But I'm saying good you could have him as Darth Vader in in Han Solo. You could have him in episode eight as a flashback or a force ghost. I mean there's other there's definitely places that he could be. I tend to agree with you, Brian, that it's just, you know, a kind of reunion of sorts and it's a big year. So they want everybody yeah, to come.
2: You just the people you list on that list is Ian McDermott, Peter Mayhew, who just retired from Star Wars, Billy D,
0: among others, mm-hmm. and those you know, are the I'm only ones out. they listed by name uh, with Mark Hamill, obviously. Um, right. So they but didn't. The, but it's like, oh, Billy D's going to be in the new ones,
2: you know? That's that's like it's the same difference. Don't don't
0: well, single Billy... anybody out? Billy D, do you think he'll be in Episode Eight? I think so. Why they said? I thought really. Not even I at the funeral? He was. I'm pretty yeah, sure he'll be there. He was.
1: I could be wrong. I'm pretty
0: about. sure he'll
2: be there. I'm pretty sure he'll be there. I'm hoping for, uh, I'm hoping for a uh, Hayden Christensen appearance in episode 8. bet you
1: are, you little weirdo.
2: It'd be interesting. No, I'd, I'd, I just, I'd,
0: I'd be surprised, but it would be cool.
2: I just feel like they'd spend too much time forgetting about the prequels that they need to do something to tie in the prequels with everything else and and, and show importance of the prequels in the overall story. That's Stop what Hayden will do. Stop trying like they
0: never happened. That's what Hayden will do for you. Right. All right. Well, that's all the Hayden Christensen talk I can stand. So let's continue mm. on episode eight we've mentioned it a few times already the, tonight. Um, there's some more rumors going around as we'll continue to go around for the next uh, you know eight months until the movie comes out. but there may be and we've talked about this before Brian gave us the lowdown on the story of the sister and the brother and the forest tree a long time ago uh, but there are more rumors coming up um, with a forest tree being in episode 8. About a year ago, there's a a set photo shown of the Millennium Falcon and this tree um, on what's Actu, which is where we find Luke at the end of Episode Seven. Um, it has s- circulated. I said it's been about a year or so since that's been out there. But now, making Star Wars claims that they've seen this tree in flames. I said I've now seen this tree on fire. The tree is entirely engulfed in flames. The fire really looks cool because all the pro Prong shapes of the tree allows for the flames to flow in a pretty cool way. Real good writing. Um, They're good with their words and adjectives. Cool and pretty cool used there. Um, But the rumor is that that forest tree is going to be a big deal um, in this next movie and that most likely Kylo Ren and his Knights of Ren come and set the forest tree on fire, maybe in an effort to bait Luke out of hiding um, or to start a fight with him. Um, but they are definitely, the rumors are, are are very high that this is a possibility of the tree at least being in the movie. And then what exactly, because if we're going into the force side of things, which we speculated a lot before um, in the past on this podcast, um, that would make sense to bring that force tree in and kind of explain its origin and uh, why it's important. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, and I've, I've seen pictures, um, I actually saw the one picture of it where it looked burnt, and then before the pre burn picture of the tree um uh so yeah i mean i think it's obviously in the movie and again for those who um haven't heard this in the comics luke um the emperor the emperor kind of has this little base on a hidden planet and um after he dies he uh, he has some uh empire people there watching over this little base and he has some things in there that he want, doesn't want people to find Luke infiltrates the space and he gets these uh, two tree branches that are have the force in them, gives one to Podameron's mom, and then he keeps the other one, but we don't that's the only mention of it. They don't say what exactly happens to it. I don't I don't think it's the same tree. Um, but somehow no. these force trees are important. And and I and I did mention the other part, if you want me to rehash it, um, you know the the storyline sure. of uh, this is where the Force originated from, and not originated from, but at least to humanoid people in regards to uh, the Force. This family crash lands on a planet. There's a tree. Uh, these the two the brother and sister notice whenever they're around the tree, they get these like powers, special powers. Um, so. They spend a little more time around this tree. Uh, the brother basically, um, I can't remember all of it. The brother basically um, turns dark, goes to the dark side, um, and the sister does not. She stays to the light side. The brother kills the parents, tries to kill the sister. but or Actually, yeah, it does kill the sister, um, but they don't say what happens to the brother. So, But it's from this tree.
0: And where is that? That's, that's a rumor. That that's a, a that's a, a that story? um, that we're going to see, the rumor, Yoda,
1: rumor. this is Yoda telling Rey this, a force ghost Yoda. Um, okay. so we'll see if it comes to fruition, but then ultimately you would think the brother then would be Snoke, but hmm. I could be wrong.
0: Sure. Okay. Any thoughts, b
2: Uh I think the Force Tree <laughs> is stupid. Okay. I think that the Force Tree is the equivalent to the new trilogy, Midichlorians. <laughs> wow. Tarzan Okay. Uh, I hope that it's more of a symbolic thing than an actual plot line. Uh, huh. That's about it. Do, you, you, the Jedi don't get their powers from this mystical tree retarded stupid
0: <laughs> well the, the force is everywhere i don't think that they're saying the force you know is that's where all the force comes from but it could be imbued into this ancient tree in a, in a much higher fashion than than any other like yoda says it's in everything the rocks the trees you what what you gotta say
1: about that that's what yoda said
0: well it's I don't care what Yoda's got to say. Okay, then. <laughs> all right, so those uh, that's all I really have for the rumors on Episode 8. Did you guys hear anything else Episode 8-wise to toss in here? I heard rumors I about Vader's castle okay. being incorporated in. Other movies, Maybe yeah. for Kylo yeah, Ren doing some that hunting week. Week. down. That's when you're high sure. on the medicine, though, remember? Yep, so. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, I did see something with Rey's, uh outfit yeah. this week. Um, there's a T-shirt that was out. It showed her, and it's more of a sepia tone, but it shows her in a different-looking costume or outfit. It looks more samurai, actually, um, a little darker uh, parts to the robes.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw there's one of BB-8. Uh, there's, and she's letting yeah, her hair down. There's one of BB-8, there's one of just her, and then there's one of her, Finn, and Poe. So um, no Luke on it. So I think that just kind of illustrates that this really is more about these
0: new characters. Yeah, so, all right. Well, episode eight coming soon, and hopefully we'll get a trailer uh, at Star Wars Celebration here in two weeks. April 13th is when it begins. Um, There are some audio clips out there of people watching the trailer for the first time. No video, but you hear the people gasping and clapping and all that stuff um and then i believe there have been some normal quote-unquote people that have seen the entire movie um and the, some of the things that they have to say obviously not spoiler-ish at all but uh praise for it obviously which is what disney's going to let you hear but yeah so that's coming out soon uh, i hope to see a trailer here in a couple weeks it'll be the the biggest thing on the internet that week and we'll talk about it i thought i to uh-huh.
1: say bomb diggity
0: <laughs> no, I don't talk that way. All right, moving on. We have some print news to talk about with you this week. Um, Star Wars comic number 29, which came out uh, a few weeks ago, and Brian said, and was right. real, real mad last week, that uh, we didn't get the conclusion of the Love Blue Mountain hanging. and Yoda. He, he called me out on it. He was angry. I want my story um, time. And then then he just kept going. He wouldn't stop talking about how angry he was with all the things that apparently no one does for him. <laughs> So if you'd like to send Brian some tissues, we'll give you his email address and uh, he'll let you know where he lives. So Star Wars Comic 29 uh, finished up the whole, for the most part, finished up the whole Blue Mountain with Yoda. Yoda had crashed or had been called by the Force to this planet where a bunch of children lived. A real Lord of the Flies type deal. Um, And they sent him into this Blue Mountain to get the heart of the mountain out. No one had ever made it out of the mountain Um, once they'd been sent in. He finds... A boy that has been in there for a long time has this stone power, which basically is the force, but they call it stone power. He's able, They're able to move the stone, the blue mountain rocks around, um, and Yoda was not able to do that. This boy taught him how to do it, how to harness the stone power. Yoda actually called him master, um, and they spent weeks inside the mountain trying to learn everything he could about it. Uh, the more he spent in there, and the more he meditated, he realized this mountain is a is a creature. It's alive, um, and as it became, um, as they meditated and kind of tried to through the force get in touch with it, it became more alive, and lava started rupturing out. You know, basically, he started coming alive, and he could feel the heartbeat of the mountain, the literal heart beating. And they ran out, and they ran into these other kids. That had sent them in they threatened to kill Yoda uh, for not bringing the heart with him and the kid that he was with that he called master basically betrayed Yoda and went back with these other kids that had thrown him in in the first place told showed them how to get in touch with the stone power and as they sat there trying to communicate with this mountain and they're very angry very greedy so they're touching in with the dark side of the force Um, The mountain does start to come alive, and it's very angry, and they stick it after Yoda. For the most part, I'm really condensing, but that's basically what happens, and Yoda comes face-to-face with the mountain, and the mountain talks to Yoda, calls him, he's smaller than a bug, and Yoda says, I'm not here to hurt you, don't worry, and the mountain laughs. He says, ha, 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 in really big letters, Um, and basically this is all this is happening while luke reads obi-wan's journal um aboard the x-wing as he's flying across the galaxy so right at that moment yoda and the mountain basically come to a point where there's confrontation luke stops reading it because they've arrived at this planet which is the planet yoda this happened on um and so they land on this planet and yoda's talking to i think it's r is it r4 it's not r2 but it's it's another astromech and they land on the planet and they see this mountain which looks like uh it's just it looks like a statue has fallen there's like a hand into the sand where the sand had kind of overtaken it but you can see where the mountain had crashed here but it looks like a person and luke says oh man i guess i should have read the rest of the story to see what happened and as he does that out of this cave comes a silhouette of a person and says i knew another jedi would show up one day and luke says something to the fact well i'm not a jedi yet but i'm here i'm here i can help you and do whatever you know i'm not here to hurt you and the guy comes out and says no you're here to do what i whatever i tell you to do and he's got these blue like spears floating around him, and turns out it is the little kid that turned on Yoda and was in charge eventually of these other kids. Um, he says, I've been waiting, you know, okay, you know, <laughs> he says, I've been waiting a long time for a Jedi to come back, and now you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. um If we remember, and that's how that episode or that how that issue ends, if you remember back a few months ago. Obi-Wan ran into the same person on Tatooine mm-hmm. and this person told Obi-Wan that he wouldn't have his powers forever just like me he said I lost them and so will you so someday the same kid huh um so it's the same person so this Luke has run into him um later I suppose in life um and he says he's been waiting a long time so That's as far as that has gone. We have not gotten another Star Wars. I think we're due for one here in the next week or so. Um, So we'll continue on with that story.
1: Thank you, Chad.
0: Questions? Comments? Concerns? What else is going on in the world of print? (laughs) Okay, moving on. I finished uh, Aftermath Empire's End this last week um i i sat down one night and decided to read and i like read the rest of the way through it was real good um as they started to wrap up this trilogy um and finish finished it off both my co-hosts just for the record are yawning like <laughs> open mouth flies <laughs> flying so in sorry. and i am so excited <laughs> to continue on talking because they are in th- in just enthralled I've, with what i know it's good so I i'm sure the it. listeners there I'm are just, as well
1: i'm i'm overweight Here. And They're tired.
0: tired. They're real tired, boys. <laughs> They're real tired, boys. These yeah. guys. All right. Aftermath. Empire's end. Uh, the empire ended.
1: <laughs> Didn't see that coming. So
0: that's they. They lost. Empire lost, and the rebellion started. <clears throat> um, a lot happened. It's hard to go through everything. Obviously, the main story of this focuses around Snap Wexley, Temin. You know who is. As we talked about, one of Poe's X-wing mates, um, and his mom, and a little bit of uh, oh, Wedge. Uh, we have a, a couple bounty hunters. And we have an ex, uh, basically security—not security, but an ex uh, Imperial inqu- Not inquisitor, but uh, what do they call him?
1: In- interrogator.
0: Of- yeah interrogator yeah he 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 tortured yeah. people <clears throat> for the empire for a while um and switch sides you have mon mothma you have leia you have han um and i forget exactly where i talked up to last time but i'm gonna basically start with the final battle that happened above jakku um so the empire is there what remains of the empire is in this outer rim world that no one had heard of called jakku and gallius rex is there he has amassed everything that is left he is taken from admiral sloan if you remember we talked about her at the beginning uh, was one of the higher ups and he kind of tricked her and took her power and gallius rex is what palpatine called the contingency to where if his plans palpatine's plans failed which they did at the end of return of the jedi he was to take the remainder of the empire to jakku where this distance or long range observatory was um that gallius helped build um to take the empire there and from what we understand at the beginning to basically make a final stand um so gallius has followed these plans to a t he has usurped power from admiral sloan has many star destroyers still there uh one of the larger ones i forget the name of it (laughs) Um, the, but the one we see in Episode 7, the real, real big one in the foreground, that they ha- he has that uh, Star Destroyer above orbit there along with others. And the plan, Palpatine's plan, and it goes back and says how Palpatine explained to Gallius, here's what I want you to do. He, and he basically shows him a chessboard and said, here are all the pieces of the chessboard. And basically, I'm the king, you know, on this side. And he says, what are, the, what are the, all the other pieces' job? and gallus rex is like their job is to you know sacrifice themselves for the king and to protect the king and he says and so when if the king is destroyed and the king is you know is defeated in battle what happens gallus is like well then that side loses he says yeah that side loses but he goes in in this game basically they failed at their mission all the other pieces their job was to protect the king and that since they failed they deserve to be punished and so he says what you need to do the contingency is to wipe the board clean and to break the board in half and start over fresh Mm. so palpatine's plan was not to have a final stand palpatine's plan was to sabotage everything he had done and burn it all to the ground because if i can't have it nobody can basically so that is his contingency um gallius rex doesn't see it that way um he has followed all his plans up to this point but he makes numerous comments to how the emperor definitely had some magic um he knew things that i could never know but because he believed in this magic he thought the whole world revolved around that and that's just ridiculous and i so i'm not gonna do everything i'm gonna be the new emperor basically is what gallius is saying so i'm gonna win this battle i'm not here to lose i'm not here to burn everything to ground i'm here to win so i'm gonna win so that's his plan is to win the battle and to you know put down this new republic and become set up the empire the way he wants it to be um he has trained these soldiers they've been on jakku for a long time they're no longer the formation snap to attention Um, stormtroopers that you're familiar with in the movies they are brutal they have dents in their armor their their armor is not clean it's scratched um and they are ruthless and brutal they will kill and ask questions later um and they don't care they fight with each other um they fight with anything that gets in their way because of where they live and just the kind of environment gallius has set up um so Gallius has also uh, brought in a bunch of children, and we've talked about how children are important to them and how Palpatine even said, children, you need to have the children. They're important to our plans. And he's basically trained a bunch of children to be, again, kind of this Lord of the Flies thing where they're just brutal and they will kill anybody and anything at a snap of a finger. And Armitage Hux has been set up as their leader, a child himself. Uh, But he has been brought up well he's been taught well um he's been basically trained to be a leader from the time he was born so i think it makes it sound like he's like 14 15 year old armitage Hux is in charge of these kids and he becomes who we know to be general hucks from episode seven um so the battle above jakku I'm, i'll ramble if i'm not careful the battle above jakku um the the new republic comes in um with all their ships Mon Mothma. uh Leia is not there but she's back on one of the home plants because she's real pregnant and uh, the battle's going bad for the new Republic. The Empire has position they have a giant ship out there that's just they can't get to but they're just being bombarded by. So one of the one of the uh, admirals of the sh- one of the Republic ships starts having issues. they're going down in flames she orders everyone to evacuate. And she sees a plan to, well, guess what? Fly her ship into another ship. It's all the rage because this has never it's been all done the rage before. These days. So she flies her ship and basically cuts off another ship. And as she does that, she she tells, uh, "It's a trap." What's his Akbar. name? Uh, uh, yeah. Akbar. to fire all their fire on the engines of the Superstar destroyer. So she's firing everything she's got. She's kamikazing into this other ship. It causes the superstar Star Destroyer to kind of turn. They fire at the the engines. And the ship that she's in has been built since the New Republic was formed. So it's not a ragtag rebellion ship. It's a state-of-the-art, um, best technology available. And the main thing, it has a tractor beam more powerful, ten times more powerful than, than anything out there. So she knows she's going down. She gets in and she gets as close as she can and she puts her tractor beam onto the superstar Star Destroyer. And as she does that, they fire at the engines, and she starts to being pulled down by Jakku's gravitational pull, and the Superstar Star cannot break free from her tractor beam, and she pulls it down hmm. to Jakku um, as she is crashing and burning. So that is the only reason they're able to win the battles, because she takes that ship out of commission. And then without that one gone, the rest of them are able to win. Um, but that's the star destroyer you see prominently, uh, in episode seven. And as it falls, it is actually flipped upside down. So as it crashes, if you go back and look, it's on, it's upside down from the way it would be floating in space or what we would consider to be up and down. It is crashed and it is upside down. Um, I believe that's the one Ray is in when we first, first meet her. So that's how they win the battle um while this battle is going on as being mentioned there's a second skirmish happening on the planet's surface um and yes even a third one at the same time um but gallius rex has taken tashu who's one of the emperor's advisors who's this dark dark you know sith worshiper has no powers himself but really invested in it and they take they finally go to this observatory so they go to this observatory which there are numerous of these built throughout the galaxy um, and the purpose of these observatories is to create a map into the unknown regions. They have been sending out droids, um, ships, and many vessels to map the unknown regions um, out there. Uh, they talk about how most of them don't come back. They lose transmissions. They you know run into nebula. They're they destroyed because they just don't know what's out there. But enough have made it out where they've started to map... Um, the unknown regions and they have sent out the eclipse which is a star destroyer um out into once palpatine died they sent this eclipse out into this unknown regions um where they've been mapping um and so palpatine's final plan was they have been drilling in this observatory to the core of jakku um and the plan is to blow up the planet by by throwing things into the uh the core so tashu goes down there with gallius rex and they have all these dark these sith artifacts they have a mask which we talked about before how masks are super important uh, to the first order and to these acolytes that b had mentioned a few weeks ago with uh with the dark side so tashu is really excited he and gallius says you need to wear these things so he, he wears a mask he has all these other artifacts that are sith and they glow red very powerful with the force on the dark side they go down to this, uh, almost again, Lord of the Rings, Mountain Doom, precipice, off into the volcano of you know the core of the planet. And they're supposed to have this ritual, which is what Tashu thinks is going to bring the Emperor back to life. Um, that's what his plan is. That's what he thinks is going to happen. So they're ready to do this ritual. And Gallius pushes Tashu into the core instead. And so he kills him, knocks him off, and as you see him falling in, it explodes. The Sith artifacts and the core of the the planet explode, and it starts to cause earthquakes, and basically the whole planet's going to explode from the inside out. Um, Temmin's mom is able to shut it down, so that's why it doesn't explode. Um, But as Gallius is trying to leave, Temmin's mom and his bounty hunter shoot him, they kill gallius rex he dies there on this you know walkway in the observatory um and just outside the observatory is a a ship a clone or replication of palpatine's pleasure yacht and apparently there are numerous of these around in the same observatories across the galaxy and there's a droid pilot that is um instructed and programmed to fly the this plan or this uh pleasure yacht to the eclipse in the unknown region so it's supposed to happen at uh, at other observatories across the galaxy imperials that are in the know that are hand selected by palpatine go to these places leave as the empire loses and is destroyed and they fly out to the eclipse in the unknown regions so Sloane, Ray Sloane, is still alive. She's able to, once Gallius Rex is killed, she boards this, this uh, ship with Armitage Hux, his father, and a handful, 20 or so of these, these kids. And Ray Sloan works out a deal with Armitage, says, if you keep me protected from the kids, I will keep you protected from your father, because his father does not treat him well um and she says if we can do that together we'll we'll be okay he agrees and they fly out and they find the eclipse out um in the unknown regions and basically the end of the book says Brendel hux who's armage's father says it's time to start over that is our first order and that's basically how the book finishes so i yammered and i rambled and i skipped a lot and i jumped over things but it, it explains how they lost at Jakku, what the real plan was there, um, and how the First Order is set up. Assumingly, um, Galeus obviously is not, you know, Snoke because he's dead. Assuming Snoke is out there in the unknown regions, and Palpatine was trying to contact him or was being contacted by Snoke, has mapped a way to get out there and has a Super Star Destroyer out there waiting. Assumingly with people on it, they don't really say, but we know Sloan and Hux, which Hux comes back. Um, and these children, which we saw with Finn, um, they have been trained to be these stormtroopers since they were kids. And they are supremely obedient. Um, so that's that's where it all started.
1: You know, some people say, uh, <coughs> what's the that advisor to the emperor's name?
0: Tashu? Tashu that he's Snoke. Well, he fell into the inside in the core of Jakku. Yeah, but so he's wearing Sith stuff. Maybe it. Uh, he was. Did something. He did. Know. Yeah. He didn't have powers, and they made a point to to say he did not have the ability to use the Force. He just worshipped it like a fanatic, um, and worshipped the Sith the Sith way fanatically, but had no abilities himself. Hmm. Doesn't I mean we haven't seen Snoke use any of his abilities either, so we don't. Yeah, know we haven't.
1: Does, I mean, he just... does. He does sense the Force because he says there's been awakening. Have you felt it? That's
0: true. Um. Yep. That's true. That's only in the trailer
2: that wasn't in the movie. Mm.
0: Are you sure?
2: Yeah. Hundred percent. That line was never played in the movie.
0: Mm. Okay.
2: 100% sure you can look it up you can fact-check me, Chad. Live
0: fact well, check. No, I'm not going to do that.
2: Well, but but he does that line was never like, in the movie.
1: I don't know if it was or not, but he does um he seemed to be force sensitive at the very least because he he does um you know just the way he talks to Kylo about, you know, here's what you need to do and um i I felt like he could see you know he had premonitions i don't know if that's the right word or not but um
0: i feel like i feel like the snoke is someone that we don't know at this point you know i mean beforehand i don't think he's anybody that existed before is that tashu that's that's kind of a, a stretch to take a guy that was thrown into the core of a planet and say he's fine he's just got a little scar and then who? Everyone's gonna be like, "Who is that?" I don't know who Tashu is. I didn't know. I had to look it up. But not that I know everything. But I do. Well, you
1: know, I appreciate you reading the book for us, though, Chad. You know, um, that's what I do, man.
0: Saves me a lot of time. Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. Okay. Any other thoughts on that, or? That's good
2: enough. No, I'm just looking forward to celebration next week and f- seeing all this information kind of unravel.
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh, ditto <laughs> to that. And, and um, you know, looking forward to uh, more story time with Chad. You know, as Thrawn comes out soon, and I uh, feel I'll just be this is really you, this boring. Is like the highlight of my week when we get story I don't time. know.
0: I feel like that's sarcastic. No, it's not. I love it. Not true at all. It's good. It really is. You are captivating. Chad, You are captivating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, our yawns. Right. I think it's because we're just gasping for air because we're so enthralled. Um, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> no, it's good. I do. I do. I really do enjoy it. So and now it's getting okay, kind of well, weird. Good. So I apologize.
0: Uh, yeah all right i plan to continue reading because i i my plan is to get all the the books that are part of the new canon and continue to build that library um it's almost a shelf full already so um yeah um yeah i think that'll do it then uh episode number 35 a new host episode 35 a new host tim allen um We do appreciate you listening, as always. Brian and Brian, thank you for joining me this evening for this recording of this awesome Thoughts on Star Wars. Um, You know, if you want to get in touch with us, we have a Facebook page, Star Wars Rant Podcast, on Facebook. I do believe we have an email address. What's that email address, Brian? Okay. Don't we have an email address? No, we do. We don't have an email address?
1: We do. We don't use it. Don't. Just facebook it facebook us and oh, hey can i words. say one thing i forgot you can, um you, can say anything. you know well maybe maybe next time we talk we can maybe even have him on uh but dave man uh had some good posts on facebook so check that out but i'll also say and i don't know that i've said this publicly um he also redesigned our logo um for the podcast star wars ramp and uh he did a great job and um I don't think I've said that. So props to him um, for doing that yeah.
0: as well. Thanks, Dave, man. And he had some real good points on uh, Facebook. B-Nob, you should have over there. I think you would enjoy the conversations that he has started up on that. Um, but, yeah, if you want to talk to us on something, uh, dispute something we said on the podcast when we find out that b knob is wrong about the movie and he does actually say that in it, tell us we're wrong. Let us know. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, feedback is good good positive or negative criticism is is good we like to hear from you we'd like to interact with you um thanks for downloading the podcast tell a friend about it if you know someone that likes star wars tell them to give us a shot we like star wars too we could probably be friends okay that's it for episode 35 good night